Quote, I think that doing something in the Marvel Universe, anywhere in the Marvel Universe, would be really potentially exciting for me, especially as I start to get a little bit more experimental, but certainly not in the immediate future. I feel like I would love to do something in the Star Wars Universe, maybe a decade from now, when I would no longer be blamed for ruining it. Who said that? Guess that idiot. Um, is it Lindelof or is That's it... my version of, do you win? Yeah. That's my version of, name that tune, it's Guess That Idiot. <laughs> I can guess that idiot in three inane comments. I can guess that idiot in two inane comments. <laughs> Bob, I can guess that idiot in one inane, selfish, oblivious comment. <laughs> guess that idiot. Yeah. Was that Lindelof? Yes. Okay. Wow. Um... Let's hope he does not get into the Marvel Universe or Star Wars. What's people's opinions of Lost? What are people's opinions of Lost? Mm-hmm. I think most people didn't like the ending. I'm I'm thinking that's most people. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like take since we as we recede from something it gets smaller and smaller until it's a point of let's say color. The color in this case mm-hmm. to extend the metaphor. It's going to be a long show, isn't it? <laughs> Overall, what do people think of Lost? A lot of people rewatching Lost. I don't think so. Negative. I, I think most the people two have Star Trek movies stop talking about that it. he was most heavily involved with. Yeah. Better or worse than the one he had nothing to do with? Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Worse. Worse. Yeah. Prometheus. Awful. Terrible. Yeah. The Leftovers didn't watch it. No. No. No idea. <laughs> I so. think I think the Leftovers, like Watchmen, which I was getting to, is an example of like. Holy shit, he effing landed it. <laughs> and it definitely had ups and downs. And remember when like 50% of TV critics like quit The Leftovers? Like in the middle of the second season, they're like, why are any of us watching this? This is ridiculous. This oh, show. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember okay. that specifically because it was still around the time that I was like paying attention, trying to decide if I was going to watch, watch it. Or it. Not. And that was right around the, right around the time that um, the uh, I think the New York Times, maybe Hollywood Reporters uh, critic quit because the show was just too nihilistic wow and i think that was also the time when they had mark lynn baker be a plot point not not the actor mark lynn baker who played cousin larry on perfect strangers Hmm. the actual actor mark lynn baker playing himself in the world of the and it's like damon lindelof if i ever meet you i'm gonna take your lunch money I'm gonna fucking I'm, I'm gonna kick your ass yeah. and I'm gonna throw you into a locker. <laughs> I'm kidding you with this shit. I know. And then the movie that was going to destroy us all, but turned out to be just be a dumb and bad idea, The Hunt, is by him too. Oh, right. Which thankfully never came out. So. No, it came out. It just oh, came it out did? now. Yeah. It came out and bombed because it's nobody cares and also everybody's dying, but So it was in theaters? Yep. Yeah. You're kidding. It came out. That was the whole point. And then their 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 marketing campaign was the movie they didn't want you to see. It's like the movie that the best thing that ever happened to it was that it got publicity. It was exactly what it was, yeah. which was you meant to make it a provocateur uh, piece of quote unquote art. Yes. That has nothing to say. And when we all, if you just step back and think of the fact that it stars Glenn Howerton, you know, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I don't think anybody would think that this is any kind of like serious political statement either no, way, right? No. But it's just so, it's so cheap and it's so dumb. And then I'm going to write off Watchmen as Damon Lindelof, you know, is going to do one for the, for the, for the fellers, for the, for the brothers and yeah, sisters. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Ugh. Right? Yep. So yeah, the most amazing thing is that he pulled off a thing that is basically about civil rights and he's not black 
and nobody, as far as I know, connected to any kind of important civil rights movement or organization was like, bad, bad. Everybody's like, okay, great. Right, right. People want a second season of that for some reason. Now you quit. Yeah. This is when you quit. Yeah. Not, I'm going to ruin Thor. Yeah, I know, right? You just don't get it. You know people like this. We're not going to say this person's name, but you know the person I'm talking about because you introduced me to this person. Uh But it's a person who takes glee in pissing everybody off, whether or not that person will admit to that. And Um, then when you take the person and you go, knock it off, you are ruining everybody's fun. Yeah. You're like, not going to. Not going to. Right, because my character would do X, Y, Z. Well, you're giving giving more away than I was. (laughs) I love my character with dues. Yeah, right? Right? Screw everybody else. I don't care if this ruins everybody's day or everybody's idea of what the party should be. Go on. You you all the hell. Go off, Um, queen. Come on. (laughs) Preach it. This This is what my character would do, so screw all of you. Screw working together. Screw, screw community. Screw um, being a band of misfits that works together to for a, you know a unified end. I'm just gonna do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> the reality of a band of misfits, which is one or more of them screw the other ones over, and then yeah. it's over. Like the misfits. Yeah. Just well, ask a Dan- Danzig, right? I, I have no idea. I don't. I'm not that familiar with the misfits, actually. Don't worry about it. Okay. What about the Misfits, the television show? I've never seen the right? television One show. Right? One of them was like really bad? Sure. Was it the uh, Ramsey Bolton or was it the... Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> I didn't like that show either, but uh, <laughs> it's not Damon's fault. No, he's he not He was nowhere near it. No. So yeah, I hope this guy just takes a break. Yeah, that'd be good. But I think we, that would be a wise choice. But this is going to happen. So since it is going to happen... How do what do we how do we counteract it? What do we do? Well, give him something that he, that he has the the fewest possibilities of screwing up. I would say, and I don't like this idea, but if we're gonna, you know, this is like a saw situation. Mm-hmm. Let's play a game. What part of you do you cut off to get out of the trap? Um, give him Howard the Duck. Sure. I don't want yeah to see Howard the Duck ruined, but he'll think that that's like subversive and cool and he can like make his statements and stuff like that Mm kind of like kind of like steve Englehart, and uh yeah and we'll give him that and he'll think he'll do he's doing something he'll get canceled in two years and get mad and then that's the end of that yeah sure i i think that is the best solution as far as that goes um for star wars i i don't know um star wars doesn't even know where they're headed at this point i feel like so uh, maybe stay away from that for a while. I don't know. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Figure <laughs> that out. Yeah, I I just think that there 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 are already people mad at um like certain directors like Ryan Johnson, for example, that like oh you messed up my Star Wars and blah blah blah, you know. So I think did I say Steve Englehart? I meant Steve Gerber. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> the Howard Duck. Yeah, but um, so I think, you know, there, there's already people mad about people messing up their Star Wars. So, well, no, no, but the, see, but here's the thing that's fine. There's always going to be those people. You could make the greatest thing ever, and some crabby old, sorry, I'm adjusting my chair. You're fine. Fat nerd is going to uh, be, or, or girl, right? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be mad about it. I don't care about that. I don't care about those people. 
let me complain some more. Okay. Um, it's just that when it's bad and it's ill considered and also kind of what we were describing before, mm-hmm. like it or hate it, mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson took the ball and he yes. ran off the field with it right. <laughs> and not in like a cool way and not in a way that anybody could have followed up on or done anything with. He just went, this is what my character would do. <laughs> yes, yes, he, he definitely did that. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, certain people who have that that chutzpah, you know. Yeah, that those, uh, je ne sais quoi about those organs not of generation. Crap. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, gender neutral in order to succeed. Yes, to get what they want done. Right. Alligator family. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do. If I'm gonna break every time I try it, uh-huh. it's not gonna work. No, you're right. Um, I, you're almost there. I know. I figured out today uh, or the other day when we were seeing. Um, robot jocks or whatever it was called <laughs> bloodshot that, oh yeah uh that <laughs> it's it's partially uh, a little bit of morgan freeman yes a little bit of morgan freeman yes but not so much you can't go over into the penguins but you gotta no. but you need that sort of that's it's, it's in the bottom of the throat but then you gotta add deepness to it too yes and then you gotta and then the, big, the part of the problem is you can just go on about penguins for a while or <laughs> On the Green Mile or whatever, and like, yeah. you, and you've got uh, Morgan Freeman. Vin Diesel doesn't say like more than three sentences in a row in I, any movie he's been in. Yes, so you there's nothing. Not wrong. There's nothing to work with. I was yeah. looking through IMDb to find Vin Quotes. Diesel speeches in movies, and there's like nothing. That's so crazy to actually think about because he is the most he ever says anything know, is like star. when he's dying in Saving Private Ryan, and he's telling the guy to take the. Take this letter to my mother. It's got blood on it. And he's not even using like the Vin Diesel voice at that point. He just sounds like a, <laughs> a nerd who's dying in the mud in France. Oh, man. Thanks for his service, though. <laughs> what, what, is, what, what, what is any of this? I, I don't know. I don't know about my new chair. Oh, no. It's the Justin Uptrope Podcast. I'm your host, Caliban. Joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Vikan Hanna. And I don't. Like my chair. Oh, no. Well, it's okay, but I'm not sure that I put it together correctly. Uh-oh. That's that's always... I had to get a new chair. A gamble. Anybody who listens to Justin Uptrow podcast has probably heard the squeaking of my old chair in the background, so... Yes. I got a new one. Yes. And um, I'm not going to lie. It was inexpensive. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I got a great five-year warranty on it, which means that it'll displease me for half a decade. <laughs> No, it's okay. I'm I'm afraid that I put it together wrong, though. Um. Okay. What What do you think you you did incorrectly? There's screws and there's all that stuff. Yep. Got screws. Yeah. And you click the wheels in, and the most people don't think about this, but the most dangerous, I think, the most wild card part is when you put the post or the pole that the chair sits on. Oh, sure. You put the chair on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all it is, there's no there's no fixtures, there's no fasteners. It's just you know. The pole, mm-hmm. and then the chair, which is probably st- only slightly bigger than the pole. Right. And you st- <laughs> okay, all right. Just get it all out now. <laughs> uh, and you stick it I in there, like and nothing, and you don't want it to fasten. But it doesn't really matter because the pole t- moves around, so it's right. not like attached. It's not adhesed onto it, which isn't really a word. Um, I know what you mean though. It's just stuck in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you know it's stuck correctly? Directly on, like level. I feel like one yeah. side of the 
chair that maybe my, one of my legs is just thinner than the other i don't know oh man i i don't know that's rough you can't uh, really stick like a, a level on your chair because it's got cushions and so it's all bumpy sort of anyway yeah it's, you can't really make sure that it's level like this that. is what people come for yeah i know well all I, the news about my office chair that's fit to cast i had to i had to put a chair together at work too and um like it wasn't quite as much assembly as, as your chair but uh it was basically like the bottom part and like the back part. You needed to connect them. But it was like one of the I, screws. I had an Allen wrench and one of the screws like didn't want to go all the way in. And then I had somebody come and like help adjust it. And they were able to get it all the way in. So I understand where you're coming from of putting something together and then not really being sure if it's you're describing all together well cross threading a screw yeah all right and i never cross thread screws <laughs> this is not where i am okay <laughs> in fact if there if you did screw the chair to the post uh or column whatever you want to call right. it right uh i'd be more comfortable with that because you've got you know that at least then that it's down to the machinist then if right. they carve the the threads wrong, it's not on me. But you know that it's designed specifically to line up flush with the thing. Yes. But this is like I just jammed it on, and maybe I jammed it at an angle, and maybe it's, you know. And the only right. way to figure it out is to jump your fat butt up and down on it to just jam it in oh farther, <laughs> which theoretically will straighten it out. But whether it does or not, you'll never get off. Now I've jumped my butt up and down on this fifty times. <laughs> So it, it'll never <clears throat> come off. It was a hundred bucks. Oh my goodness. Let's get another one next year. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I hope it gets better. Uh, the more It's you the Damon Lindelof of, of chairs. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Starts off great. Then you realize things are crooked. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today? We already um, talked about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about Bloodshot, uh, the comic from Valiant, and yeah. uh, then the movie, the Vin Diesel movie that just came out. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. That's right. <laughs> See, that's it's close. It's closer. Yeah, that was really close. Um, so. This is what it is. If people are going to tune in, oh, it's a 350th episode. What, what you, what's going on over there? Yeah. This is pretty much, this is standard. <laughs> standard issue yeah. for us. It's just yeah. me babbling about stuff, and then you laughing. Yeah. Because I've got a gun to your head. Oh, come on. That's Stop. The, that's the show. Uh, How's your coronavirus? Um, So far, non-existent. Good. Let's uh, keep it that way. How's your coronavirus? I mean, I still think I was one of the first to get it. Uh-huh. And you probably shouldn't have encouraged me, but you said something the other day sort of encouraging that viewpoint. And um, now I think that that's what it was. Well, I, 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 I read an article from uh, somebody who I think might be a nurse, and still trying to make a you're, you're you're still adjusting your. Chair. I know what the article. It's it's you we it's been around longer than we thought it has. Yes. Blah blah. I know. I know. But and, like, and I'm, she thought like a couple of her friends had serious colds. Social that's isolation. What it was. That yeah, but that's me. I know. I am social isolation. Oh well, yeah. I see what you're. So saying. How, where would I have gotten it from? And yeah, I understand that some people, you know, somebody somebody had it, they didn't know. Excuse me, and then they, um, you know, took a yeah, they went somewhere or or went to another town. Mm -hmm. But we know we can still kind of chart the progression, even though there are outliers. The data still works. Like it's we know it started in Wuhan province or in China, right? A lot of things there. Then we start to get hits: Seattle, New yes. York, 
you know, San Francisco. We're getting coasts, right? And then, yes. then it's starting to move into like Chicago. Ohio's got it. Like now, yeah. okay, urban centers where people are flying in and out of or yes. just live because there's yes. millions of people in Ohio. And then it starts to get to the fringes, right? Yeah. I had it before any of that, before Seattle had even started having issues. So I where know. would I have gotten it from? Unless, oh my God. What? When I had lunch with Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Don't have lunch with Carmen San Diego. Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about Bloodshot and also just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about Valiant Comics. Oh, yeah, sure. This is going to be a chance for um, you to, um, we've done this before, questions. the master slave, that doesn't sound good. No, the, no, I don't like that. The senpai kohai there dialectic. Go. There you go. Right? Yep. Are you okay with those translations? Yes. <laughs> Giving me trouble on Sailor Noob? <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay with that. Senpai Kohai. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh where I give you a little juice on um we dig into we, we try to we try to we, we we exchange uh it's a currency exchange. Sure. Um the useless currency of my history with <laughs> comic books. Uh, it's not useless. Exchanged for the valuable most valuable currency of all. Knowledge. Enlightenment. Okay. Knowledge. Yes. Same thing. Sounds good. Probably the same pictogram in japanese <laughs> probably if it's okay with you yeah yeah so we're talking about that talking about the comic the movie yes absolutely that's right <laughs> <laughs> but first we talk about the news speaking of coronavirus yes. i don't want to be treated any differently uh-huh unless i should be treated differently oh boy and in a hospital with a thing on my head like a lewis tully you know colander thing oh my goodness and they should be examining me for psychic abilities because Uh-oh. i've talked to you before perhaps on the show before about this thing where i don't believe in the supernatural the right. paranormal anything like that but i do believe possibly in you know, like micro expressions sure remember lie to me with tim roth <laughs> No. Anyway, uh, psychologists uh, talk about these things called microexpressions. They're like the little things that we express when we um, are processing emotions mm-hmm. or thoughts, you know, or cogitating. And they're things that are, are nearly impossible to hide. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to say, uh, did you eat all the cookies? Oh, uh, cookie jar? <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't eat the cookies. You're like, no, where are the, where are the cookies? Uh-huh. In your stomach. Uh, but if I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But uh-huh. there are certain things that I could do that are sort of habitual, that are sort of like human patterns for, for lying. Sure. Why am I talking about Tim Roth? Here's why. I think society has these things too. And mm-hmm. I think that people who are very successful, like Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or whatever, they uh, are like this. They can read markets, you know, or they can read the economy or they can read sure. people in order to guide them. I don't have anything that valuable, but I do... <laughs> I think I feel like I can read the micro expressions of my circle and the world around me. Yeah, sure. And so when I when we book a trip to Emerald City mm-hmm. Comic Con uh, nine months ago, and we get closer and closer, and you're like, "Well, do you know who we're gonna talk to?" Or like, "Do you want to talk to this person, this person?" And I'm like, "I don't feel like I'm not really excited about this, uh-huh. and I don't know what it is, but I feel like." You know, maybe this isn't going to happen right. for some reason. I got a bad feeling about this. Right. Uh, take notes, Damon Lindelof. <laughs> uh, and then guess what? 
it gets canceled yeah. or postponed. I've predicted car crashes like that. Oh my god! The ones that I've been in. Great. great. <laughs> I was driving. Uh, my friends can't drive at all. Uh, <laughs> and you know, one of the and I'm getting sick. I was like, I think I'm probably going to be sick that week. Uh huh. Sick that week. Yeah. So you you do have this kind of. This I don't know ability. what it is. Yeah. But I do know one thing. What's that? Three, maybe two and a half weeks ago, I was like, remember when like Beyonce got all hood and she was trying to tell you that you could watch her on her your video phone or whatever? Yeah. And at the beginning of the video, they're doing the Reservoir Dogs thing, you know, right. they're walking in on the thing. It's like, what what was going on there? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, she was with Lady Gaga and they were like doing a artistic uh, R&B exchange. Yes. Uh, that's what the R stands for, artistic. Uh-huh. And... Then she did telephone and Beyonce was in her telephone video, which is like 11 minutes long. Yes. Yes. Weird. That was a while ago. Yeah. Well, the 10th anniversary of Lady Gaga's telephone was this weekend. I know. I think that's so crazy. And and an article came up in my uh, feed, you know, AV Club or somebody was uh, talking about um, Lady Gaga's telephone turning, turning 10. That's crazy to me. That is so crazy. Yeah, you were just talking about it. So, yeah. It was right around the time that she was, um, you know, trying to get, you know, she was Lady Gaga. She had it all set up. Um, people knew who she was. And then she was, um, she wasn't really acting much, but she was, you know, getting more comfortable being known as Stephanie Giannata. Or actually, I don't really know what her name is. Something like that. Right. And, right. Um, you know, kind of throwing it out there. And she was acting a little more in her videos. And mm-hmm. it just seems like there was... Something, something, something coming up for her. Yes, yes. And it there did was seem like that way. Yes, there was because <laughs> she won an Oscar, not an acting Oscar. Right, right. She did win an Oscar. Yes. She's an EGOT. Do you think? Just um, to do TV I, first. I could see her doing that. Just to do TV. Yes, yeah, she does. So. Do you think when she gets older, she'll do um, like a? Because we don't have those like, you know, Andy Williams in a sweater singing anymore no those tv specials right the the barbara the mandrell sisters show you know or like the johnny cash variety hour or whatever it sure. is dewey cox like we don't really do that anymore but no but i could see her doing something like that just to get an emmy yeah yeah <laughs> bully abc into like giving her an hour special and then having there you uh, go. beyonce and um uh billy eilish and like everybody else show up and yeah like, i i like that idea um or maybe she would possibly do one of those live musical things or something like that. But uh, I don't know. It'd have to would be, you know. Once upon a mattress. There you go. <laughs> I like it. What what do you what would she what would she do? Um well once upon a mattress is a good one. Um No it's not. You don't think so? No, it's no, it's not. No. Look, Carol Burnett and Lady Gaga are both like well, Mavericks out ahead of the packs of their field, but one of those Fair. packs is, uh, you know, 60s, I was going to call it boner comedy, but they didn't really have boner comedy, whatever the, you'd call boner comedy without boners. Yeah. And then the other one is like, you're a motorcycle, but you've got a unicorn's head or something like that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, What would be a good one that's kind of out there? Um, Starlight Express. Sure. If it didn't suck so bad. Yeah. Um, Maybe... Maybe into the woods. I don't know. Maybe not. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's too many leads. No, you're it's right. It's got to be kind of like a one lady lead thing. No, you're right. What about Phantom of the Opera? And then sure. he's like, sing, sing for me, angel of music. And she's like, 
<laughs> yes. Maybe like that. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> All right. Here's hoping that she stays healthy. I'm sure she will, but nobody else is. Should we talk cancellations due to the coronavirus? Oh, let's. I can't even. I know. I can't even. Uh, WB shows are almost all gone. So Flash, Riverdale, it's not WB, CW, whatever CW, it is. CW, yeah. Uh, all pretty much wrapped up. Uh, Marvel has uh, paused production on its Disney Plus shows. Yes. We're never going to get these shows. I know. I know they've see paused shows. Uh, production on Shang-Chi as well, which started in February. That's correct. Yeah. And I, um, I, I did a little looking around, and I'm oh, not okay. entirely sure that Kwai Chan came wasn't supposed to be Chinese. That doesn't make it better, but <laughs> at least it, I don't know. It's sort of, we were arguing about how should we even bother to do it? It's like, let's reboot The Birth of a Nation. Um, uh, but more sensitive. Do we even remake Kung Fu? And, you know, they actually wanted Bruce Lee for the lead. Okay. But for whatever reason at that time, he was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. And so we got the so we next got a, best thing. white guy? Yeah, <laughs> we got uh, David Carradine instead. Right, right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this might actually be, and it won't. I mean, it's who is it? CBS. I don't. Remember it's not going to be good. It is. No, probably no not. No TV shows are good. But, yeah. Um, but this, so this could. You can see this as a return to the original concept. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Do we know All if it's right. going to be in modern times? I don't think they've said either way. No, I don't think we know. Just um, going from town to town. Yeah. Um, no, of almost... course, modern times it would be. Oh no, there is one set in modern times. It's called Into the Badlands. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Uh sure. Coronavirus. Oh, dystopia. okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think it would make more sense if they made it older, you know, and because in the theme of like the the Hulk TV show, you know, he's traveling from town to town, and I mean, if you do it modern day, and he has a little bit of money, like. He would just take an Uber or, uh, you know, a bus from town to town. He'll be here walk. in two minutes. Before yeah. He'll be out front. Exactly. Hi. Doesn't open the door for you. Right. Doesn't open the trunk. No. Right. <laughs> just shove your luggage in the back. Sit yes. down. Do you want to hear some music? Fine. Bottle of water? Thanks. As you drive away. Coachella. Postponed. Yes. yes. E3 postponed. Yeah. What are they postponing them for? I'm just wondering, like, I think that the well, <laughs> organizations are being optimistic when they do that. If you fought, like Emerald, Emerald City. City. Yeah. Yeah. Emerald City, of course, uh, rescheduled to the same weekend as Convergence. Yeah. So we ain't going to Emerald City. Nope. Although. What? Got a bad feeling about Convergence this year, too. I know you've mentioned that before, and I'm, honestly, we don't know how things are going to go, and everybody's kind of taking it a little bit of time at a time. I like to take it all <laughs> at the same time. So, um, I mean, I don't know. It's the end of August. A lot of things could happen between now and then, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be in the clear. Sure can. Yeah. NBA season canceled. Yes. NHL season canceled. Yes. Um, CBS News had to evacuate because two of their employees tested positive. Is wow. it is it like you're at home? You go, <laughs> so I can't, I tested positive, boss. 
And they're like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I don't know. Or are, are they doing like tests? Like, oh, we're just going to get work. these tests. And then um, a meeting with pizza too. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Get yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I That's don't know. crazy. Either. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious pushed back to next year. Yes. Quiet Place 2 canceled. Yep. Indefinitely. Yeah, we don't know when that's Princess Cruise back. shut down. I think that's It, a it becomes smart even thing. more amazing when I think about my friends on the Star Trek cruise and how Right? They you know, they must have they were disembarking Amidst af- all after this. their 10-day cruise and they're like, "What's that fire on the horizon?" Yeah. Oh, well, keep driving. Yeah. Uh Disneyland closed, Broadway's dark, uh Mulan and the New Mutants were delayed. We're never going to see that New Mutants movie. I know it's we're never going to happen. I know. It's never going to happen this now. This is like, what, the, at least the third time it's been pushed back to some date? Yeah. NBC Universal has hauled the production on 35 different series. Whoa. That's and it's got to be most of their lineup. Yeah. Um, Apple has closed all of its uh, stores worldwide after reopening its China stores. It has 42 stores in China that it reopened. Wow. So th- maybe that's a good sign? Maybe that's a good sign. I would almost tend to trust corporations more than i would trust governments in this case because governments have no idea what they're doing no because they're led by idiots elected by idiots but uh you know corporations if you don't do a good job you're fired right so so i I figure that they must know something we don't and that's probably good news um anything else princess i said princess royal caribbean also suspending uh operations um france has closed all of its theaters um la has closed all bars and it's limiting um, table space at restaurants uh, in order to, or I think all this is all of California because this is mm-hmm. um, uh, Governor Newsom um, to, to limit spread of uh, the virus. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that there are some restaurants who have moved their tables so they're farther apart. So, <laughs> so it's like social distancing. Well, when we went to see Bloodshot, and we, I always get tickets off of uh, Adam, I'm not getting yes. paid by them, but no. it is a good service, uh, Adam Tickets. Um, the layout for the thing, and spoiler for uh, the situation in which we saw Bloodshot, four people there. We were two of them. Yes. So not a, not a good, um, not a good vote for. Well, for, what's going on right now? It's not yeah, a referendum yeah, yeah, yeah. on Bloodshot. No. People just aren't willing to come out. You you don't want to see me? Yeah. Right. That's more. That's like that's kind of like Sylvester Stallone. It is a little bit. What what about what about street sharks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, all bad stuff. Uh, I will say real fast that uh, North American box office is tanking. Yeah. It's in the toilet yeah. because of the situation. Um, I think uh, tickets this last weekend made only about $55 million. It's not a lot. It doesn't. Well, I mean, that doesn't sound terrible. It doesn't but sound terrible. When you think about the fact that this is as low as it, it was in um, the fall like back to school weekend of the year 2000. Hmm. Uh, and that was like the full, the actual non-restricted box office uh-huh. other than just people going back to right, school. Right. Um, and the movies that were out at that time were The Watcher, terrible, terrible film, <laughs> uh, which I saw in England. Wow. And wanted to swim back home. Uh, and Bring It On came out. That So sorry, Bring It On. Ooh. <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, well. Disney's... Um, Onward, you know, the Pixar movie. Yes. Uh, it's the second week out. It only made $10 million. Oof. That's, uh, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So things Not are bad. Not a lot of families going to see that. So remember that when we talk about Bloodshot later. Yes. Um, yeah. 
not great. No. Uh, Tom Hanks has the coronavirus, yes. as his wife. Yes. And um, he's In also Australia. got jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's got jokes. Um, he could make a one-man show out of his experience with this, I think. I know. <laughs> Can we cure this guy already? Yeah, I know, right? All he's doing he's, is just sitting around, he's coming be okay. up with things to post. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, what happens to his typewriters if he's not? Uh, uh, and the worst news of all, Peter Rabbit 2. Release delayed. Oh, no. <laughs> Single tear. I've ne- somebody cough on Rose Byrne. Oh, Please. come on. No, no. We have to save her from herself. Yeah, I know. You've mentioned that before. Should we talk good news? Yes, let's. Here's the good news. The good news is that Community is coming to Netflix. I heard that. That's exciting. Yay. Here's some more good news. Finally. Uh, we talked about how, look. How many? What's the countdown to when New Mutants will just be on Disney Plus? Right, right, right. And they just give up on the release, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they've kind of done that already. Uh, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker and Frozen will both be releasing early on Disney Plus. Yeah, Frozen too. Right? No discount announced yet. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It'd be uh, a great. Because let's face it. I mean, I know you have, you have home. to. You have to report to shareholders. I know that's a problem, but yeah. you don't need the money. No. I know, right? So why not just get everybody addicted to your service? Yeah, I think it would be a good move on their part. First one's free. Yeah. This is probably some good uh, news, too. Uh, Bill Gates has stepped down from the board of Microsoft. Oh, okay. To focus full-time on philanthropy. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, do more philanthropy. This is a good time to do more philanthropy. The world kind of needs some extra boosts here and there. You don't I think, think he so? does like you know, UNICEF type stuff, though. I mean, he's trying oh. to cure you know, AIDS and well, Ebola that's and true. stuff like that. Yeah. Still, yeah. we need that. Yes. Uh, I don't want Ebola. <laughs> I, I want a, 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 a Tesla. Oh, my God. What's a, what's a car that sounds like Ebola? Actually, that's probably no car that sounds like Ebola for that reason. Yeah, I don't think I know of anyone that sounds <laughs> like that. And AT&T and T-Mobile have suspended their broadband data caps, and in some cases... Uh, have expanded their services to help people somehow during the thing, I guess, huh. ostensibly to you know, keep from being overwhelmed by important calls. But it's probably it's just going to be a lot of like streaming Netflix and stuff, right? Probably. The FCC apparently granted uh, T-Mobile like extra bandwidth in order to wow. okay. yeah, to reach more people, have more capacity. I read this article that was like talking hey, hey, look, about it is a national emergency. Yeah, I know. But it was talking about all these laws and things that are in place normally speaking and how they're you know not doing it now because of the pandemic and and then it likes talking about how then don't these laws seem kind of arbitrary and why are they like that in the first place? Um are we going to go back to that once the pandemic is over and let's hope so yeah well so let's hope so anyways apparently you can bring a larger amount of hand sanitizer on the plane 12 ounces of hand sanitizer yeah everything else it's still like four ounces which i thought the limit was three ounces but apparently it's four (laughs) get bigger bottles yeah incrementally bigger bottles right uh no it's just theater it's security theater so it's like okay so i guess it never really mattered Right, right. I no, guess there's never been any difference. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, you just have to... It, it, you went to camp. Yes. Do you have counselors? 
Of course. Counselors uh, act uh, mean and authoritative sometimes just to like lord yeah. it over you. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but you were a child though, and we're adults. Yeah, but right. they're acting like camp counselors. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wish it would stop. Yep. This is a good uh, a news, I think. This is a good news. A good news? Here's a good news. A good news. Uh, John Boyega is partnering with Netflix with his production company to develop non-English language films that center on West and East Africa okay. to release on Netflix. Uh, I think that's that's great. Yeah. Um, more power to them. I think that's a great idea. So, yeah. Hopefully it won't just be, oh, no, chubby rain is coming or, or whatever. Oh, my <laughs> Just, gosh. like, think about the crap that's already on Netflix. Right, It's just right. that uh, with, you know, African uh, actors in African language. Yeah. Let's hope it's better. <laughs> let's hope the bar is set a little bit higher than uh, what... What we see on there normally. Real, really strange things. It's yes. just like four Nigerian kids that are like, whoa. On their bikes. What's happening in this yeah. town? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wonder if you, could the Duffer Brothers sue them? Would they sue them? Oh, that is a good question, isn't it? Who that? has Netflix uh, taken action against over violating Stranger Things copyright? And when they do, how quick does the defense point out? The Deaf Brothers were... own legal troubles yes. in obtaining things from right. other people. Right. Anyway, just saying. <laughs> you got a show that your show is just about kid Ghostbusters. Yeah, and D and D games. Shane so. Black wants a word with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, back to the bad news. Uh, first bad news: the new Tron series that was going to be on Disney Plus. Yes. Canceled. Oh no! Totally canceled. Tron discs is also canceled. Oh no! Light cycles. Also canceled. Totally canceled. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That could have been a lot of fun. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we don't really know. Uh, okay. Well, no more, huh? So. Yeah. Well, it's they need stuff. They need uh, content. They do. Um, they scrapped the... I think this was announced before, but they scrapped the Muppets show that they're gonna do yeah we talked about that. uh which yeah. was a great idea because i don't know what josh gad has when is he gonna oh. get tired of ruining things um there's another show that they wanted to make called book of enchantment which would have um i guess centered around disney villains and i'm like oh okay you've got that already yeah Isn't what is it enchanted called? or something there's a there's a disney channel show yes that's about disney villains the children kids. of disney villains yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe this would be like an adult version of that, but yeah. not anymore. It's okay. canceled. So. All right. Well, too bad. And this is filed this under weird news. All right. Tell me what you think about this. Bob Iger, who I think, as you pointed out to me, is still talking for Disney. So I know that yeah. he is not CEO, but he's chairman of the board. So he still yes. has um, power. Said that they will not be including Song of the South on Disney Plus. Well, did anybody really think that they would? I mean. Uh, I think most, I think a lot of people who work at Disney are embarrassed. I bet by that Song of the South. Dumbo's on there, and I yeah. bet that Dumbo. Yeah, you're right. Opens with a disclaimer. Probably a carefully worded disclaimer, which little kids can't read. Well, you know, know mommy, what's but, that say? Yeah, done. Uh, but Song of the South will not, even with the disclaimer, it will not be on Disney I, Plus. I think that's that's fine. I I think that. Even for the time when it came out, it was maybe not okay. Um, you know, and you can say... How can we judge unless we know? No one has seen true. this without 
putting a lot of effort in. I mean, it's you know you can. Get I it swear off the I internet. saw it when I was a kid. You can get off the internet. Yeah, but yeah. No one in the last thirty-five years has seen this mm. without really working for it. Mm. So how can we even judge? I'm not here to like bat for it and say that it's great, but I mean, as a company who has basically been the lingua franca of children's entertainment and by proxy sort of adult entertainment as well because they watch it with their kids right um you know they they create the the language that we all share sort of mm-hmm. and everybody knows zippity doodah but nobody knows where it's from well right right i mean let, let us decide that's what i say <sighs> okay all right i know people would go crazy <laughs> but i think that people need to like get over it like it's just Think of it as a media. product of its time it's or just something. Media. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're not yeah. trying to. I don't know. You, you don't see it a lot, but I mean, if the art house cinema was going to screen Birth of a Nation and then have somebody, you know, from the NAACP come and talk, like right. before or after it, yeah, we would all do that. What was that Disney movie where it's like the parrots are all talking and it's also kind of like. It's, it's not a movie. It's the Tiki Room. Is it just the song? The, the, the Tiki Room's gone now. Is that Disneyland? Oh, it was a ride. Right. Yeah. No, it's a, it's like a bar. Oh, is it a bar? Well, I don't think that you... You just go in and you listen to the... I thought there were parts of it that were kind of questionable. Do you, do you know that because you know that? Or do you know that because I go around singing in the diggy 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 i i see yeah i sing so well i should sing solo see solo we can't hear you (laughs) i think uh i think you were telling me about it and then actually played a video of somebody that had recorded the tiki room oh no 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 the video i played was the tiki room bird showing you how the tiki room birds work but doing it in character as the tiki room bird That's and you've got a whole un to do and it's like let me show you behind scenes and it's like oh boy they <laughs> loved their fake mexican characters oh my goodness yeah so it you is... want to get rid of speedy gonzalez no i didn't say that i didn't say that because that guy's not that was just mel blank he's not yeah i know i know <laughs> he's not mexican yeah although fair. blank that's white in Spanish, right? Oh my gosh. Blanco Blanco. <laughs> this is the laugh of you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well just say do? that you're just say you're I'm uncomfortable. uncomfortable. All right, well, we can explore that. Okay. Well, I'm saying that nobody's gonna get hurt over this sort of thing. There are well, actual real racial problems. So I, I think that seeing it with a thing beforehand that says, you know, don't try this at home would, would be okay. All right. Maybe they're thinking um, 20 steps ahead, though, and they're thinking, we don't want... It's tough enough now to say, make a meme, you know, or a gif out of Uncle Remus doing something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if we have it out there in HD, suddenly it's like, well, you're going to get a lot of singing corn cobs or whatever they had. Well, and I, I think maybe part of the fear is that kids are... They're, they're very impressionable, and they often repeat what they see. That's what the talk's for. So, yeah, I know. But. Who's gonna keep our kids in in bar boxes in the basement? No, no. Oh, cages, not. cages. Stop we it. Keep them in cages. Stop it. No cages. Womp womp. Womp womp. Our 
little soldier for the U.S. government. So <laughs> my wife was killed. Oh my God. And I had to shoot him back. <laughs> shoot him with blood, bloodshot. Oh my gosh. It's, it's getting it's getting weirder now. Do you think <laughs> it's, so? It's turning in on its own. Oh no. Bloodshot. Mm-hmm. What race bloodshot. is bloodshot? Oh dear Lord, I. This is part of my, <laughs> seriously. I, it's so, all about race today. Well, He doesn't go, I am bloodshot. No, but like. <laughs> it's okay because we're talking about race. I can do that. We Okay. I, I get the comic. I, before, <laughs> to you? Before Explain I start, it to me, please. Before I start reading it. No, I'm just saying I have it on my device. Before I start reading it, I'm like looking at the character and I'm like, what the heck is going on with this character design? What is even happening? So, I guess I feel like the answer to your question is a little long-winded because um, I think he's basically a white guy, but um, they made him look like a Japanese flag for some reason. Like, he's got white skin and a red circle on his chest. And that's the blood shot. I know where the blood was shot. Right. <laughs> and I mean, he was created by Project Rising Spirit, which is, I guess, a Japanese company. So they're like Japanese flag. And and then you also mentioned he also has like his hair. He has a fade. Yes. <laughs> and then when they with like, you know, and sometimes like some he's, sort of pattern in it. Uh, so, and then sometimes he's wh- all white. And he's like, you know like ghostly white clown grease paint white yes but other times he looks regular and when he looks regular they use a a pantone that is a few clicks lower than Than normal white caucasian yeah Yeah. and and there's a storyline where they kidnap his sister or whatever and the actress actress i just gave it away they kidnap a woman and they tell him it's a sister part of blood for shot's problem is that he can't remember who i am Yeah. yeah So, uh, th- so they got this lady, and she is definitely like sort of olive skin, maybe you could say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going for, but he's supposed to be an Italian guy. Yes. Um, yeah, but he's got a fade with like a lightning bolt shaved into it. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then he turns white. You're telling me they're they're making black people white? Hell no! Oh my gosh! And and then. Oh, he has guns because of course he does. But then he also has katanas because Japanese. Um. It it's I gotta say just right from the get go. I, I, I gotta say <laughs> this character is hella confusing. You know what else is black and white? What penguins? <laughs> what 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 happens in Bloodshot? The comic. The comic. So we read the I believe the original series right where he, you first meet Bloodshot. First came out in 1992. Yes, and three. um two or three. Yeah, and he basically, um, he works for Project Rising Sun, which is... Spirit. Sp- for, sorry, I wrong name already. Project Rising Spirit. And uh, he is kind of going on his own missions because he wants to find out who he is. So he has bits and pieces. So he follows those clues to, like follow those people who might have some more answers and he steals something because there's some information that might be about him 
there, there's also money involved, but he basically he's kind of like trying to piece together his past and it's coming back to haunt him. And uh, he finds out he was this Italian guy who was like in the mafia and he's following these mafia guys and he's also like all over the world. It's kind of a very disjointed story in some ways um wait a minute you're telling me <laughs> that he is an amnesiac soldier yes wh- who's been experimented on by his government yes to have heightened uh, reflexes and yes. agility yes. and a healing factor yes oh, I-, I guess i didn't get to that part yet you're gonna he hear has- from my lawyer bub yeah <laughs> he's got uh nanites in his blood so little little machines so just about any wound that he has should be blood heals. It should. Forget blood shot. Yeah. Um, blood bugs. So, uh, I, I blood bugs. <laughs> he's pretty uh, indestructible. and Which uh, is a great, just a great quality for your hero to have. Right. Always good to know that whatever happens, they're never going to be defeated. Right. They're, they're the never tension. really in you danger. You cut it with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there, there, there's all these other characters that he meets. There's this one guy I can't remember his name right now, but he's like really old. Yeah, like, don't. We'll go. We'll get into it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, is there anything else that is really important that I haven't mentioned? Well, you should mention that he was created by Kevin Van okay, Hook yes. and Don Perlin, uh, artist, and Bob Layton, who's also an artist. Yes. Um, created and oh, maybe, Valiant comic. We'll just give the Valiant talk. Yeah, yeah. created um, out of. Uh, Whole cloth. Mm-hmm. She's Wolverine. Uh, created out of whole cloth originally. Think about Valiant Comics is that it was a mixture of pre-existing characters and brand new characters. See, in the eighties, yes, there was a guy named Jim Shooter. Mm-hmm. Jim Shooter was the editor in chief of Marvel Comics for a time. Sure, and he was somewhat controversial. Although I would argue that a lot of what we think of as modern comics especially marvel comics is down to jim shooter sure but depending on who you ask and definitely you know we were surprised to discover like what a nice guy chris claremont was yeah but you know if jim shooter walked in the room he probably had a you know sawed off shotgun like strapped to the bottom of the table <laughs> to get him i'm sure he, he's he's not happy with jim shooter no a lot of um, names in the field are not happy with him and uh, that led to him uh, basically leaving slash getting kicked out of Marvel Comics in the late 80s. Okay. And he went, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and he's going to create his own comic book company yeah. called Valiant Comics. Yes. Along with um, some other artists and investors. Not quite the image revolution, but sort of like right. the image revolution. <laughs> and sorry to Bob Layton and everybody else, but the image revolution without the surplus of talent that went Along with, without the Image 7. What if you tried to make Image without the Image 7? Yeah. Valiant Comics. Right, right, right. And so they created some of their own characters. They also took characters that uh, they bought the license to or characters that were, you know, essentially kind of floating around in copyright limbo or out of copyright. So characters like Magnus Robot Fighter and Solar Man and the Atom were both um, pulp fiction characters Mm -hmm. from like the 40s and 50s that they um brought along um there's a character called rye who was like a ninja type guy yeah there's a character called ninjack who was a ninja type guy oh my god bloodshot who it's kind of like a ninja Ninja type type guy guy. if a ninja had a fade 
uh, yeah, and uh, Exo Man of War, Harbinger, um, Shadow Man, uh, Hardcore, um, Time Walker? I'm starting to run out now. Okay. Anyway, and so they basically created this, like, oh, it was a third front in the war. Because Image sure. wasn't really, like, you know, around yet mm-hmm. uh, in the war against Marvel and DC. Sure. Did okay. Mm-hmm. Did okay. I had a couple friends that I had a friend that really liked Exo Manowar and he tried to make me read the whole thing. Okay. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it seems like a kind of like a ripoff Iron Man. It's not really for oh, me. Okay. Um, and that was kind of the thing for a lot of this stuff. I remember, um, well, actually, I mean, just reading the first couple issues of Bloodshot um, th- today or, you know, th- recently for this show. Yes. I was like, oh, yes. 90s comics. Here we are. Splash pages. Yep. Un- actually this stills around today but like unnecessary levels of violence they go out of their way to like shoot a woman in the face like in the first uh, uh, page of the first issue to make sure you know they mean business yeah yeah uh lots of little pouches on that belt yep uh not wearing a shirt i know your insignia right. is on your bare skin but right some body armor or shirt or something like that yep, yep. Uh, ninja swords you know healing factor Just, we're right in the smack Leather dab in the middle coat. of the 90s yep Trench coat. Yeah. No good reason. Yep. Not good in a fight. Yep. Yeah, that's where we are. Uh Uh-huh. That's what this was. Uh, One of their big gets was Barry Windsor Smith, uh, who is a very talented artist who only is good when he's trying. Oh, But I think a lot of times he gets called up to do stuff because he's Barry Windsor Smith and just sort of goes, there you go. They're like, great, thanks. (laughs) And that's the cover. I should say the foil embossed hologram cover. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's the 90s. It's the 90s. Of Bloodshot number one, which mm-hmm. is like features like the laziest Barry Windsor Smith picture I've ever seen. Oh my he's gosh. just like, oh, Bloodshot. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I don't know if he's jumping off of something or he's falling from something, but that's our Bloodshot. There he is. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's him. Yeah. And this was comics. Yeah. Even at Marvel and DC, this yeah. was comics right now. It yeah. was just sort of lazy. It was. I don't want to say it was underdrawn because, you know, it wasn't until people like the Image 7, like, really brought comic art up a notch. And guys like Barry Windsor Smith in, like, the 80s and stuff mm-hmm. brought comic art up to a level where it was like, well, it's got to be this good. And if it's not this good, something's wrong. Right, right, right. Um, you still see this in, like, um, you know, six-issue miniseries where the sixth issue is a little late. And as the issue goes on, it's like, oh, those backgrounds are disappearing. And like the last couple of pages are just like two stick figures going, we did it. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. I mean, back then, you didn't know what you were going to get. That's what it was. And if you were reading, say, X-Men and uh, Mark Silvestri or Jim Lee or somebody was on it, like these guys who are really putting a lot of detail into it, i.e. cross-hatching, right. um, it was great. But it's not always what you um, were going to get. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is... I think this might seem bad in comparison to a J.H. Williams <laughs> comic oh, book that you read. Sure. Well, he's like but this is super detailed. Basically industry standard at the time. Sure. So I, I can't criticize it too much. Yeah. Fair. But I'm going to. Okay. All right. Well, I thought, um, I, if I'm going to be honest. Please do. I, I, I thought the writing was a little lazy on this. Um, it, it just... Um, like I said before, it kind of went all over and it was kind of hard to follow in parts. Uh, and, you know, there were, there were also storylines that would happen and I would be like, I would just like stop reading and think to myself, 
why the heck is this happening right now? It's also saddled with that was just the way comic books were back then because there was an emphasis, a heavy emphasis on um, things being tied together with each other. Oh, like different series? Are you talking about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because remember, this is all like pre um, compression uh, and writing for the trade. Oh, okay. And so um, Bloodshot himself debuted in the pages of Rye, like a different comic oh, book. Like this wasn't his first. I think I'd read something. There might about have been that. a story element or two that happened in there before we got to. Who Bloodshot this, is. Yeah. So he's picking up and it's like, yeah, you remember you read Rye. Well, anyway, I'm just trying to live my life now. It's like, I didn't read that. That was I 30 years ago. I did not read that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the, that character is mentioned a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who that character is, but all right. Yeah. And they had a real um, issue with, or not an issue, they meant to do it, but they had a, um, a, a focus on um, immediately crossing over. Because remember, part of the problem wow. is, is that when you start a comic book universe, it has to kind of be fully formed. Fair, yeah. You, know, you can have Spider-Man go hang out with Johnny Storm, but that only exists because of, you know, at least three or four years in the 60s of them operating separately and then being able to, like, come together. Bring them together. Yeah. yeah. Or if you've, you know, if, um, I don't know, Spider-Gwen uh, talks to Captain America, you're talking about... 70 years of time between the time that those two characters are created. Right. Uh, but they can all exist in this universe. So you have to create your universe. And I think they went in a little hard, a little too early, a little too deep. Because in, in issue right. three, he's, um, because he uh, is, it, the, the future guy is called the Eternal Warrior, by the way. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember his name. Gilead or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so in issue three, we're like, well, maybe we'll see if these mobsters are ready to meet Bloodshot. And then fast forward 6,000 years later. What? Uh, yes. What? Yes. And then you get 6,000 years later and they're fighting and you get, you understand that the one guy is the same guy. He's just lived for 6,000 years. Yes. But then there's another guy with swords and he's all white and he's got a red dot on him. And you're like, oh, Bloodshot. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had like he's got like Bloodshot's blood. <laughs> well, in okay, him or that's the, the reveal later is that the old Rye has Bloodshot's blood now or whatever. So he's, I don't know if he has Bloodshot's mind, but he's the new Bloodshot and he's passed the mantle of Rye, which is like a mystical yeah. ninja thing over yeah. to this other guy. So everybody's white and they all have dots on them. It just, it doesn't I know. make, this I know. is issue four. Yes. And like, and the new Rye has like a top knot and the old Rye is like an old guy. And like, there are and these... good old boys are drinking whiskey and rum. Oh, my God. And, and then there are these, like, weird aliens that have come to Earth. I know. And, like, they want Rye. And they, I know, so they I know, capture, I know. like, the old guy. And he's like, I'm not really Rye anymore. So then they're like, well, we got to get the new Rye. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think I have ever read a comic so, like, it's, it reads disjointed to me, you yeah. know? It and, jumps around so much. And much like the movie that we're going to talk about, the best parts are when he are, he's fighting cyborgs. So yeah. it didn't it still didn't make any sense. No. But I was like, I always liked when, well, enough of that shit. Here, I'm being attacked by cyborgs. Right. And so there'd be like a, you know, eight-page battle, uh, X-Men type battle where he's fighting cyborgs. And it's like, all right, this is all right. This is some comic stuff. Yeah. But then they'd run off and it's like, Oh boy, I gotta get back to maybe dating this waitress because I don't know a guy with no shirt on hanging out with a guy with long hair. 
Yeah. Seems pretty gay to me. I better make sure that I'm banging a waitress oh in the meantime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not and great. like she doesn't think it's weird that he's got white skin and a red dot he on his chest. He turned on and off though, can he? It seems like he can because like he goes out on Maybe date the with her forgets. and like he has like a hat on and it looks like he's just like Caucasian white, not like flower white, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay, uh, whatever. It's I never liked Valley Comics. You didn't know? No, I just sampled them and went. Not for me. I don't want to, you know, you don't want to smother a baby, baby in its cradle. No. Unless you're Hera. Wow. Uh, mythology joke um but it's just i just had you know i had the world of the marvel comics yeah and i won't say 90s i'll say post 80s sure marvel comics were on fire yeah dc comics was on fire mm-hmm. they just killed superman yeah I mean, good or bad like things are happening so just no time no time for valiant yeah and the world didn't have a lot of time for valiant uh they got bought by acclaim entertainment in like the mid '90s, and Acclaim was a very poorly run uh, video game company. Okay. So the the upshot is it, there. It's it, it just it's a consolidation of like what do teen boys like video games, comic books? Let's do this. Mm. The upshot is, is that they got a couple of video games like um, Exo Manowar got a game. Of course, the Turok games. Uh, there's a Shadow Man game. So, oh, I forgot to mention Turok, <laughs> Dinosaur Hunter. He was with them for a while. So uh, there were some games and stuff like that. They weren't very good games, but if you were a Valiant fan, things were looking up. Well, mm-hmm. Acclaim lost its rights to, I think, the NBA games. It had the NBA license and it lost it, and the wow. bottom fell out of the company. No more Acclaim. Sure, so no more Valiant. Right. And so they went into bankruptcy and they auctioned off a lot of their properties to okay. whoever. And a lot of them like just weren't bought. Well, I could see that happening. You're so, not super successful. Yeah, and then a lot of them, like um, the older ones I mentioned, a Solar, Magnus, and Turok are all the pulp ones that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. They actually reverted to um, Gold Key Comics, which I guess still technically okay. existed as like a business or a rights holder. Okay. Gold Key Comics was like one of the first, like Richie Rich, one of the okay. first comic co- uh, companies. Sure. It actually reverted back to them. That's oh, crazy. They're not going to do anything with it. No. Which is good news because in 2005, a bunch of investors got together um, who uh, they I think they already partially owned um, whatever was left of Valiant. They okay. had like a majority stake. They reformed themselves as Valiant Entertainment. Ring, ring, Jim Shooter. Want to come back and write some like you wow. know stories and some material to get us rolling again? Uh, and he did. And then they asked him to leave after he was done, and he did. Uh, <laughs> and Valiant was kind of back together, and not really a lot was happening. I think they were, you know, you might see, um, did they have Quantum and Woody at that point? I can't remember. Uh, the point is, they kind of got things rolling again, and by the time 2012 came along, they were ready to go. They relaunched. Re-launched the new Valiant shot. Entertainment. Yeah. And I remember going into a comic shop in 2013... To buy some back issues or something, looking around and seeing Bloodshot, Exo, Manowar, and I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> What's happening? What is this? But they were back, baby. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they did okay. Uh, Quantum and Woody did eventually come back. 
Uh, they had Rai. They had a Unity crossover, which was Unity was a team that they had in the early days of Bloodshot. So they were sort of bringing all these properties back. They're bringing creators in like um, Jeff Lemire and um, Clayton Crane and like these artists and writers who are all you know, all guys who got sick of doing image stuff, like doing sure. their own creator own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they weren't going to work for Marvel or DC, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, and they got, they've started winning uh, Harvey's, you know, and Eisner's and oh, getting wow. nominated for stuff. And so, yeah, their market share, t- they're still around today. Their market share is um, not, not high mm-hmm. in comparison to Marvel and DC. Sure. But they are a bona fide comic book company. There you go. With crazy, ridiculous heroes like Rye, and Bloodshot. Well, and we did read the... Don't the... call me ridiculous. <laughs> we did read the first issue of the Bloodshot... Bloodshot uh, Reborn. Re- Reborn, yes. Which is technically volume four, I think, of oh, is Bloodshot. It, is it really? Yeah, it's funny how we've talked more about the business than about the character. And for me, there's, there is no character. You know, we think <laughs> that he's Angelo Mortali, this monster. Yes. I think we find out every time that they reboot like Bloodshot, you find out that his past life was not real or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. So it's all programmed into him. He will, He was never Angelo Mortali. He was never this. He was never that. And it's always him trying to figure out kind of who he is. But Jeff Lemire um, in Re- Reborn, which came out in like 2016, I think, 2015, mm-hmm. um, sort of played on that to create his storyline, which is um, whatever you want to call him. I think he is garrison at this point he at is. least he has settled on yeah. that as his being his name um is living a normal life now because yes. before the events of the comic um he had a relationship with uh, another like superheroine yes who had control over k the m- geo matter or something like that yeah, yeah. And so she pulled all the nanites out of him and so he is normal again he's no longer bloodshot mm-hmm. bloodshot but he's <laughs> it's that thing and i i can't remember what i said about this before maybe you can help me out okay oh i know what it was okay better call saul oh okay got this thing in better call saul where jimmy is he's on fire he's doing this he's doing that he's um rooking people he's selling things he's he's living he's he's on he's living the life yeah and now he's got to live a normal life yeah and he doesn't like it right and he's got to go to a job yeah like everyone else in the world and somehow yeah. I'm supposed to feel bad for him. I know. I like, know. I get that that's his motivation to, quote unquote, break bad. Like, Walt had the same thing in right. Breaking Bad. Right. But it gets overused after a while. And Bloodshot murdered thousands of people and yes. had a horrible life who he didn't know who he is. Now he yes. has a chance to do that. And yet he's like, I don't know if I like my life and I just get drunk and eat pizza all night and I hate it. And it's like, yeah. I, I feel know. so bad for you. Uh, well, I mean, he, I, yeah. yeah, he, he was like, oh, the days I are fine because I fill it with work, but nights are hard. And then you see him like, just doing drugs and drinking alcohol and then like having these visions, like he sees his dead girlfriend and he thinks that she's there and he's like, you're not real. And so he's like talking to himself and yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's funny because I, I don't, I don't know him. I don't really know a lot about Jeff Lemire. Okay. I think I read. Like the first issue of Collider or something and was like, not for me. Okay. Not for me. Fair. And of course, he's gone on to incredible comics stardom. He's got a million things in the works that are being adapted into this and that. Like he is, you know, pick a pick a name. Sure. He's the Brian Wood. I wouldn't put that on anybody. He is, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, the, the Brian Cave on. Sure. Uh, let's say. 
And like I said, I never really got into him, so I never paid attention. But so I can't rate his work in terms of what it's his other work is like. But this, it seems like he's leaning into it. This seems like such a '90s. Uh, storyline, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. I'm crazy and I'm seeing my dead girlfriend and a hallucinatory imp named Blood Squirt. Yep. Who's like urging me to kill people. Yep. That Doesn't that seem... Yeah. A little goofy? It's, it's, I thought it's the guy from Collider goofy. was going to bring some gravitas to blood yeah. bloodshot and instead yeah, that's what it is and then and then he he it's on the news there's this guy who is all white and's got a red circle on his chest who shot up a movie theater and killed all these innocent people yeah real timely by the including way including kids real i know real time real edgy i know so edgy and so then so then he's Not like fair. Uh, I quit my job at this motel uh, fixing things and I'm going to draw a circle on my t-shirt and I'm going to go out there and get this guy. Yes, that's, even... it. that's that's exactly what happens in the end. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't matter. No, I know. But it's like he doesn't have his nanites anymore. So he, right, right. he no, but basically isn't a superhero. I love how, I, I, love how I, I, I say the pitch. I lay it out for you, uh, audience. And then it's up to you to go. That sounds kind of dumb. Or, that sounds okay. Um, And then you come in and you go, let me tell you how really bad it is. See, he doesn't know if he's going to survive. And he's got to fight. He's got to struggle between the man he was and the man that he's trying to be. And it's just dumb. <laughs> like, you, you you, give all these details making, trying to make it sound stupid. And you end up making it sound, you're kind of selling me on it now. Oh, okay. All right. That's not what I was trying to do. But I know. That, that's my point. Okay. I also think that uh, if you're going to have a comment bloodshot, I need to see... Some blood shot, some shot blood out of blood. He's got to kill somebody. I know. We decided that we were only going to read the first issue because we didn't want to read bloodshot for the rest of our lives of this reborn. Mm -hmm. And I did. And he's not killing anybody and he's not bloodshot. All it is, that should have been an issue zero. That that was like an issue that would set us up for him bloodshotting somebody. Right. Now I'm going to get out there and I'm going to be bloodshot again. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, Oh, and there's a kid who plays video games and they're too violent. And the kid's weird. I don't think I like Jeff Lemire. <laughs> I'm going from not for me to this guy. <laughs> Speaking of yes. this guy's, we're talking about Vin Diesel in Bloodshot. Yes. 2020. Yes. A movie that they probably should have delayed. Probably. Yeah. Uh, probably could have made a lot more money than Although, it's going to. Yeah. Although I think hubris is... Uh, pretty much the watchword for this entire production. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no way they're pushing this back. Yeah. I'm struggling with a virus. <laughs> I'm going to kill the virus. Oh, my goodness. What happens in Bloodshot? Um, well, Vin Diesel is a soldier. Uh, Did he... you know that Jared Leto was originally going to be in the film? Now he gets his chance to... Uh, wait, why does he talk like Vin Diesel? Yeah. <laughs> why is it a lamb? Uh, he's going to be blood suck. Right? Oh, my God. Morbius. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. You're right. Or Weird. just suck. Weird. Just suck. Uh, okay. Um, so he's a soldier, and we see him on a mission to get a, a hostage, and apparently his mission is to kill everybody else. Um, and... Uh, he and then they get home and or they get to Italy and he's like his wife is there to meet him and he's like this is why we do it boys and like (laughs) (laughs) um, that happened yeah that was really on screen that was really on screen 
Were they like, when's my turn? <laughs> no, stop. Stop. Um, so then he, he spends the night with his wife and then he uh, gets uh, kidnapped by these guys and he's drugged by them and they basically kill his wife in front of him and he's like, I'm going to find you and I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to end you. Yeah. You better, and, you better kill me now. No, you better kill me now. And they're like... What what was it that they said? Like, thanks for the advice or something like that. Which is like from that. Die Hard, but uh, okay. yeah, continue. Uh, and so they kill him. And then the next thing he knows, he wakes up and he's in this uh, RST. You forgot that all of that took place in Italy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Wait, you got to set the scene. Okay. So Mika and I walk into the theater. Yeah. First of all, we got our, uh, we didn't t- talk to, we got our tickets from an Australian robot. So we didn't have yep. to worry about a person passed through the ticket taker. No gloves. I don't think. No, I don't think so. No gloves. Yeah. So looking good. No one there. No. First time I've ever gone to to the candy bar with no line. Yeah. Uh, We got boxed candy. So nobody could, could uh, mess with it. Yeah. And I didn't, you didn't see, but I wiped it down with Clorox wipes. uh, Before I I gave you your Twizzlers (laughs) back there. We sat down in the oh, and I started to tell this before, but we never got to it, probably because I interrupted myself. But in the Adam Tickets app, yes. Wait, I said Adam Tickets before. How did I get off track? I don't remember how you got off track, but <laughs> well, you I'll, did. I'll learn in editing. Uh, we we took the Adam Tickets app, and the seat selection is like <laughs> it was pointed out to me by some people on social media. Was Space Invaders? It's like two seats, uh, then two gaps, then two seats, then two gaps. Uh huh. So we took this there because social distancing, right? So on the sides, there's only four seats in each thing. Yes. And so in the very first row, it starts the left two on the left aisle. Mm-hmm. Next row back, right two, left two, right two, left two, right two. So we picked. I picked the left two seats. Yes. On in the first row. Right. Um, next to the break you know there's a break and then there's the really close to the things yeah so that is technically the farthest away that you could sit and no one would pass through because it's not an aisle to anywhere right so we were totally isolated yes right yes sit down two other people in the theater yeah and that didn't change no no it did not all throughout the very you get a feeling that they didn't know what to program in front of it as far as for trailers for trailers yes Besides Fast Nine, because Vin Diesel, which has been pushed back, so I said to you, yeah. I can't believe they I mean, showed it's a, it. But technically, it's like a Columbia Pictures film, but otherwise, it's produced by Valiant and Bona Film Group, which is a Chinese a, money. A Chinese <laughs> Chinese money is your new favorite. Yeah, <laughs> Chinese money. It's called the Yuan. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and so it's just like Top Gun. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> Generalized action. Yeah. Why does he have to have his dad's mustache? You can just tell us that he's like Goose Jr., but he's got. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's that's <laughs> no, weird. Not important. Not important. No. So yeah. Anyway, the movie. I love kicks... my dad. So here's his mustache on my face. <laughs> the movie kicks off, and I'm like, I'm gonna die watching Bloodshot. Oh no. Well, how, how how did he get the virus ultimately? Oh, he went out to see Bloodshot. It's a Vin Diesel movie nobody saw. <laughs> That's what a perfect epitaph. I'm, I'm so epi- glad that epitaph? didn't happen. I, I, I yeah. thought I thought epitaph. <laughs> and as it opens, it's like Italy. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> come on. I know. We open on him licking a doorknob. Oh. I left Paris inside. Oh, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> so his wife dies. So his wife dies, and he's like, you better kill me now while you have the chance. Thanks for the advice. Uh, and then he wakes up, and he's in the RST science building, and Guy Pierce is there showing him around. He's got a mechanical arm, and he introduces him to KT, who uh, is another... Oh, he... he, he Throughout this series, uh, explains to uh, Vin Diesel, whose name was Ray Garrison, uh, that you know you now have nanites in your blood. Right. Uh, and he shows him because he cuts his hand, and the nanites fix it. Right. Uh, and he introduces him to KT, who is another enhanced human being. There, there are three enhanced human beings, and KT. They're all wounded warriors. Yeah. They're like former she, service men and women who yes. have been abducted well not i mean abducted basically into this project where they yes yeah uh so basically they were their bodies were donated by science and nobody from their families like claimed them is what they are told anyways well so so first of all the messaging and the storytelling is all over oh sure it is not good no um so i didn't i got that you know he was he's the only he's the 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 creme de la creme he's the guy who's got the resurrection box yes. in him yes i didn't get that like the guy from outlander was pronounced dead i just thought that he yeah volunteered right. okay. or was chosen because he was an elite sniper who got his legs blown off and they're like hey, okay we, we got legs let's give him legs okay i see what you're saying yeah uh yeah and like kt like because they had tried like 27 times before ray they had tried to make blood shots and yes. he was the one that worked yes because he's right right uh, and the, yeah, and then there's the um, the guy from Outlander, Jamie from Outlander, who had he had synthetic legs, and then there was another guy who couldn't see, who they they gave him like ocular eyes like on his chest so he could see from all around sort of thing. Uh, so those are like the three super soldiers, and I think you said to me these are the guys you'll be killing later. Yeah, he's introducing <laughs> everybody, and they're like, "What's up?" It's like, "Okay, I'll be I'll be killing you later." Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he can't remember anything, but when the guy was killing his wife, he um, was dancing to. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me with the name of the song. Is it Psycho Killer? It's Psycho Killer. Yeah. Yeah. So so then he's having a drink with KT, and then Psycho Killer starts playing, and he's oh, uh, all in these a time flashbacks. When they're in the RST facility. Yeah. And I at no other time do, I, do you get the impression that there is like elevator music being pumped into the building no but for some reason he and kt are like trying out like liquors and uh and suddenly here yes and he's like i know what i gotta do I'm like, yeah oh my god he's gonna kill david byrne <laughs> so run, he like yeah run, run away right 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 so that he gets in a car and he's gonna go after this guy. And he gets there I and he says, "This do. must be the place." Yeah, yeah, and like I can do all of them if you want. I I know you can. <laughs> um, so Guy Pierce is like they're they're trying to follow him and he's like, "Come back," blah blah blah, and he's freaking bloodshot. He's out for revenge. So he finds this guy who killed his wife and he's in this caravan. He kills everybody. And then he kills that guy. In and- a scene that I don't, I've not said this about cyborg action before, but a scene that is way too long. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. And like I said before, 
we don't i mean we're gonna we'll leave a little spoiler break in in here i'm not not right now but we're not going to spoil anything until spoiler time but later in the movie we really see bloodshot's abilities you know put to the test Mm -hmm. but even in this they kind of are and we get the impression that there is nothing that can stop this guy no so I don't know why I'm supposed to be rooting for him, worried or, or rooting for him. And also everybody he kills is somebody we met 10 seconds before. So yep. it's not like I'm really jonesing to see these guys like get what's coming to them. Mm-hmm. There were a few when you look at this as compared to, say, I don't know, Fast and Furious 1. Mm-hmm. Th- there is, are some interesting things going on in terms of the... Um, beautification or beatification of violence and i'm not i'm not this isn't a hillary clinton thing here i'm just saying the art you know the sort of ballet of violence and combat there are the the person the the visual design guys were having the most fun here Mm -hmm. because there are things where he'll grab these soldiers who don't have names we don't care about them but like and he'll pick them up and he'll spin them around or he's like punches through a guy's chest and then it's sort of this this movie's gonna look like crap on on home equipment sure. unless you've got a really good TV. But on the screen, he's like in this sort of dark and light, and his face is all in red as the smoke's going around, and it's in like slowed down 120 frames. You know, it's just like it's just beautiful. Like it looks amazing, but it went mm-hmm. on for so long. Yeah, and the kind of storytelling that you do in action scenes where Indiana Jones you know, shoots a guy and then another guy grabs him and he's wrestling and then Marion hits that guy in the back of the head, but he falls over and his head on fire lights the bar on fire. Right, right, And then right. Indy's like running over there and then somebody's going to shoot him and you hear a gun go off and he's like, <gasps> but somebody shot that guy who was going to shoot him and he falls over and you see it's Marion. Like that storytelling is yes. absent from this. It is just, yes. they came, it's like wrestling that isn't connected by the other storytelling and wrestling. They came yeah. up with some spots and they just hit those spots. Uh, this this window's too tough. I'll pick up a guy who's already dead or whatever, pull in his grenades, and then just put his body up yeah. against the window. It's like, okay, let's see, but like, what's the effect of that? And like, why do we care? And yeah, and then also he was apparently driving a flower truck. And you were saying to me, like, oh. what? We could t- we'll, we'll why wait for was spoilers. that? Okay, we'll just say that this movie is. T- uh, talented, uh, attentive uh, viewers of many films will see many things in this film that remind them of other films. Yes. And I would agree with I that. I would say just flat out, that's pretty derivative. The movie does cough up an excuse for that somewhat later without any spoilers. And I will say that that excuse is kind of dumb and does not get them out of jail as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, how much farther do you want to go? He, he takes this guy out. Yeah, I, I think that's and probably then about it. Thanks. That's it. Yeah. It's a memento. I did it. Right. Or did you? Yes. Is anything what it seems? Right. I guess if you have a thing that lets you breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then you can wear the tightest tops you, you can find, right? Yeah, I guess. No worry. You don't have to worry about breathing. <laughs> it's true. Right. Uh, not using your lungs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some, some part of your lungs. <laughs> um, think of what you want to say. In a, in a final way about Bloodshot before we move on to uh, um, kicking the crap out of this thing in spoilers. Okay. Because um, I'd say it's a real soup sandwich. <laughs> it's a real soup sandwich. I um, I would say 
And maybe this is not great for the movie business right now anyways, but I would say if you're at all interested in seeing this, wait to see it on video. That's what I would say. Well, I would say that it's, first of all, don't don't die over bloodshot like well, I'm probably yes. going to in a couple of weeks. Um, but if you are willing to die, if the AMC life, that Stubbs life, comes with uh, a protective uh, rebreather mask yeah. or something, yeah. uh, do see it because it's not... There's no point in seeing it on home video. Oh, it okay. only looks good. And parts of it look great. Like there yeah. are the parts where the actors, it's that it's one of those movies where the last 20 minutes, the actors basically disappear and are just replaced by CGI, CGI characters, mm. which doesn't sound great. But when you've got the kind of worlds that we were talking about before mm-hmm. uh, in the comic, you know, mm-hmm. when Bloodshot fights cyborgs, Bloodshot is the best Bloodshot. Yes. And f- the last 25 minutes of the movie you know, is the best bloodshot. Like mm-hmm. it's not worth the hour and a half that is before that. Right. But I mean, you know, it, it was, I, I think we, we've walked out a lot of movies and been like, yeah, oh, it's okay. Have. Yeah. This is worse than most movies that I walk out of and go, it was okay. <laughs> like Venom. Yeah. I, I didn't hate Venom. No. Uh, there's Venom parts fine. of it that are that, that aren't good. Yeah. But I thought Venom was okay. This yeah. isn't as good as Venom. No, it's not. No. <laughs> and, and no one's ever said that before. We are the first. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it could have been better, but uh, kind of a soup sandwich. <laughs> kind of a soup sandwich. Do you, do you want to Well, I, I said soup sandwich. And then, well, they, they say at the very beginning of the movie, they're like, 321, block seven, go, go. We got a situation here. It's a real soup sandwich. Over. Yeah. yeah. And you turn to me like, what? I didn't know what the heck like, you were talking about. Only the deepest, deepest Reddit search for like military jargon would find you soup sandwich, mm-hmm. which just is, and it's also a PG thirteen movie, so it's just like you know, it's a way of saying foobar. Basically, it's like this is yeah. a not a good situation, right? But you're like soup plantation, <laughs> and I think soup plantation begs the existence. Of a salad gulag. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to do that. It must. <laughs> right? Yeah. A salad gulag, pasta oh. prison, you let me know. Oh, my goodness. And that's what... Come on. <laughs> You're going to start with soup plantation. It's a slippery slope. It is. It's got soup all over it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk spoilers. All right. Let's... Why? Why does this exist other than Vin's ego mm-hmm. and valiant... Who has always, you know, from their time of being acclaimed, or even just their time of going, screw you, Marvel Comics, I'll do it myself. Just mm-hmm. needing this to exist to validate themselves. Other than all those things, why does this movie exist? Honestly, I don't know. It is not important because in any way. No, and I wouldn't even say that, although it is technically based off the comics, it really doesn't bear that much resemblance to the comics. No, at but all. he's got the kind of set, you know setup in his character where you can just say his memory got reset. He doesn't know who he is, and well, he's got a, true. You know, Wolverine's done this a million times. Yeah, yeah. And true. so, I mean, I was okay with that. Something that they left out, and we didn't, we left it out of the comic section, is that he also his nanites can control machines and stuff. Yes. And, and that sometimes doesn't ever they, really get. They control him or something like well, that. Well, it's see, that's the one thing I think that like writers who have come on and gone, well, what do I do with this? <laughs> it's not... What what do we call white people who want to be black? Oh gosh, I don't know. Well, it's... I, I don't... We're out of terms for them now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
this white guy that wants to be black with swords. What do we do with this character? Yeah. And people have looked at like, well, you know what's interesting about him? The nanites are the interesting thing. Yes. You could just take it as a given, just the gobbledygook techno babble for why his healing factor works. So we can look into what's going on with this here. And I think it was volume two or maybe volume three where they um, reveal that the nanites are actually self-aware sentient yeah like they create like a cloud consciousness on their own Mm -hmm. and because they protect and serve him they think of him as their god yes so we get into this whole weird thing with him sort of like you know relating to like the nanites and it's like what do you want from me sort of thing um that's not in this (laughs) no no no. i mean like the, the closest it even remotely gets to is like um i mean i guess we should just spoil We're in spoilers. part of it now like the the whole first part of the movie is just a, a part of the elaborate simulation that they force him through over and over and over again um so he's going through and he's like at, at one point he's kind of well it's not a simulation that they right okay they, they have a simulation that they sort of plug into him yes that is the same every time but they alter it in order to um and why do you need the initial um, commando raid that has nothing to do with it. I, I just don't start know. the simulation with gun to be home. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, fellas. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, you know, and like he's getting banged by Elon Musk's ex ex wife, uh-huh. and we've established who everybody is, and then do 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 do. Yeah, why, right. why? Yeah, I know. One of the faces should have been David Byrne. Uh, <laughs> then they plug in whoever they need dead. To be the guy who kills the wife. Yes. And he's off and running. Yes. But it's like, yeah, they, the, the fact that the movie played it, the movie played it too straight, I think, in mm-hmm. that, and you've seen this in like worse movies, like these sort of like mind F like plot twists. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> the, the, the idea was that they've killed their six board members or whatever of RST that they're trying yeah. to kill off. Right, right, right. And they're on like the second to last one. Mm-hmm. And every single time you have to make uh, Isa Gonzalez, who doesn't has a conscience and doesn't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. and Sam Hewen, who is a psychopath, yes, and just wants you know his pound of flesh mm-hmm. off of this thing. You force them to do this, and the other guy who's not right. never a factor, unfortunately, no, just I'm cast sorry. somebody else. Yep, cast somebody famous and make it a more interesting part. Yeah. Um, you have you make them they're being tortured by this because they have to do this over and over. they're not actors they're not yes you know they're they're getting paid but they're also being blackmailed and doing this because they'll lose their legs if they don't do it yeah and so like have the, my thought was do it straight the first time but have things be weird have a couple weird things happen where you're like why would that character say that or or why was she so frustrated you know or angry about this or whatever and have it be like when the twist comes, you go, oh, right. oh that's why they did this. That's what they did. And then when you set up to do another one, you know, I guess maybe let things play out the way they actually did. Speaking of the way that they played out, do you the idea that like Vin only worked about three weeks on this thing? <laughs> I think you mentioned that idea. The entire finale, he is CGI. Yeah. He... In the in the middle part of the movie, like the second act is like they brainwash him and send him out again. And it's a bad look for your hero because Vin has never been one to heavy lift dramatically. I don't think he's a bad actor. No. He just doesn't. I don't think he likes saying lines, <laughs> you know, but he disappears from the second act. And that's when we should be experiencing 
what the protagonist is experiencing. But instead, he just goes through it and he looks dumb. And I know he's brainwashed, but he does exactly what they tell him to. We don't get the sense that he's like, oh, 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 I'm seeing the the chick from Doctor Who. Like, it's I'm I'm trying to break out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just if um, Wiggins, uh, his little buddy, wasn't there. He would have just kept doing this forever. And we don't get the sense that there's anything special about Ray Garrison. Yeah. Right. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Except he's the most bloodshot. He uses a concrete column for a punching bag. Yeah, I know. And it's like, uh, that might be load bearing. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) I was like, don't do that. But that'll come back. Later, we'll see that the fact that he weakened, he's weakening the foundation of this ego. No, 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 never comes back. You know, it's not going to come back. What? Psycho killer. Yeah. It's literally just the trigger for the thing. And it comes back a little bit again when, and I think Wiggins says like, oh, you're a psycho killer or something like that. Oh, boy. But you paid for the song. Yeah. Why not? I don't, don't, look, not this, not this. But right when like Sam Hewen's got him on the ropes, he's swinging his forearms at him, but like, oh, Vin catches it. And flips the guy around and he jumps up on the thing and then Yeah, why not? You know, or just something. Yeah, I agree with you. That would have been good. There's a lot of things in this that feel uh, cobbled together from different drafts. Because even the worst screenwriters took classes to know you bring things back. Mm -hmm. You close the circles and the loops and everything. And there's just a lot of things that are like, oh, there was two of something. It'll never return. Yeah. Um. I don't know how if you felt this way or not. Um, I don't know if RST. I didn't really get a really good, you know, idea of what RST was or who they were, other than Guy Pierce. And it it felt like it was just Guy Pierce's vendetta to go after all of these guys. Yeah, I got the impression that there's like seven co-creators or, or uh, Image Seven mm-hmm. uh, or board members. And, you know, who knows? They get government dark money to develop these technologies for the government or whatever, or for the military. And for some reason, it was really important that only one person be in control of it. And so Guy Pierce is using his bloodshot to take out the rest of them. Why didn't the rest of them have their own labs with their own projects in them yeah. or whatever? Like, why yeah. wasn't why weren't we sending bloodshot after other bloodshot mucus mucus squirt or something like that? You know, like, why weren't? Yeah. Yeah. No. Now you got a movie. Yeah, that would have been more interesting. But instead it's just Toby Cabell we find out is not <laughs> the just hackneyed character that he was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead he's just like a total innocent guy. He's like, please don't shoot me in the face. Yeah. And Vin Diesel shoots him in the face. Yeah. And then there's a, like a mean fat guy with a beard. Yep. <laughs> and he's got, he just lives in a house like a gangster. Yep. He's got Wiggins in his basement and no sense of like, oh, he's given all of his soldiers uh, carbon fiber uh, blade arms or something like that. He's just some guy. Yep. Just some guy. He's just some guy. I think, I think we see a picture of the two last guys of Vin Diesel ends up killing with Guy Pierce at one point. And that's all we have to go on. So yeah, I don't know if, if RST is, is, uh, you know, they're, they're shady government shady, but, um, shady government shady. Yeah. That's yeah. What they are. Yeah. SGS. Okay. We all know right. what it is. Well, there you go. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. Um, we, we, there was a spoiler. There's a point that you were trying to make before I cut you off, and then I got really close to it again and cut myself off. And the idea was that it was 
Rising Spirit. Oh, Toby Cabell. I think I think I was just going to say something that you I think you had mentioned to me later. Like the 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 first part of the movie didn't matter, you know, yeah. because it well, was it didn't. yeah, um, because it, it it ended up being the the simulation thing, yeah. you know. Um, it's just bad structure. It it is. I mean, couldn't we have? I mean, I know he can't remember, but couldn't we have seen like part of his life like before this happened? I don't know. I don't care about any of that. Okay. Uh, because it's like I wrote something down when I was watching it. I got RoboCop plus Memento times Lucy minus Total Recall. Oh, okay. That's what this sure. movie equals. Yeah. Because it's RoboCop. Yeah. But in RoboCop, we know that he had a wife and kid. Yes. But he'll never have them again because he's no, a they're, dead. No, they're gone and he's they moved dead on. cyborg. Right. He's Deathlock. I wonder if they sued him over that. Uh, wow. And so he has to, he can have a life again as Murphy, but he ha- it has to be a different life and he has to move on. Yes. That's kind of what this is, but then he wants it back. And he actually, and this is useless in the movie. This should not be in the movie either. He goes and finds yes. the, the, the chick. His wife. Yeah. yeah. His wife. And he goes and finds her and it, it doesn't matter at all. No. No, it doesn't play into the rest of the movie and at all. Vin Diesel, most people, like Bruce Willis, will always be scowling and in like a members-only jacket or whatever he wears and khakis. And he protects like his image on screen. Something that I both like and hate about Vin Diesel is that you can see him glowering, you know, uh, looking down the barrel of a gun or looking into the barrel of a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's pointing at him. And that's fine. But then you'll also see him like in like a little vest and like a gingham shirt. And he's like smiling at a lady. And he's like, I can't believe I found you again. I love her so much. Like he, uh, he, can, he can look different ways and he doesn't really work different ways. I appreciate him trying to cover all sides of a character, but you are just a big, dumb action movie guy, right? Yeah. So maybe stay in that lane. Yeah. But I thought you could have cut all the present... What if the woman never existed? What if you revealed... Like she wasn't real. Yeah. What if you revealed that, she, you know, they took the image from Tallulah Riley, the actress who was married to Elon Musk twice? You know, yeah, what if she was just right. not... She never... Why did she have to exist at all? Yeah. Make his entire world a lie. Because once he goes back and meets her, you realize that they did have a relationship, mm-hmm. but they broke up some years before. Yes. And now I'm wondering, how did he die at all? I don't know. Did he die? Was the mission that they keep showing him? Right. Was that a real mission? Right. And he died on that mission, even though he seems to win it in the um, simulation? simulation. Yeah. Like, what is the? Sure, none of this we is had really. No idea. Sure, none of this is important to him being the bloodshot. Yeah. But if you want to have your RoboCop thing, it's important because what he, what's he going to make of his life going forward? Right. Other than just driving off in a jeep with you know the girl from Baby Driver. Yeah. Um. This is the plus memento part. That motivation, a false motivation, is super important for this character up mm-hmm. to a point mm-hmm. because he thinks he's, he's avenging something and yes. he's not. Right. And the Lucy was just at one point, like the you know nanites are kind of thinking for themselves, and they're apparently they come out of his body, they can grab a grenade and like take it apart and stuff, and it's just like, what can this guy do? This guy's Lucy. <laughs> but I minused Total Recall because Total Recall plays. Up until the very end and through the end, it plays on you don't know, is this real or is this not real? Right. Is he remembering his past correctly or not? Yeah. Yeah. And like then this, like, is this, this present real? This yeah. completely drops that and it never cares. Yeah. Even though 
it doesn't I think Wiggins at one point is oh yeah at the very end when he's all better he's like this could be a simulation right now <laughs> oh no no and as they're driving off into the sunset he's like I can't believe we're driving off into the sunset this is some bullshit the credits yeah like, what are you doing yeah movie? why why are you doing this stop it stop yeah <laughs> and then also like did I don't know maybe this is just me being nitpicky but like we see Wiggins before and he's kind of we're kind of supposed to like Throughout the movie, we're supposed to kind of think he's a little bit of a slob because, like, he's eating all the time. He was probably the best part. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he's, I don't, I'm not he was, familiar with that actor. He's he very, very funny, charismatic. Yeah. Um, but and and he's he's kind of a slob. Like he he doesn't dress like <laughs> super sharp or anything like that. But he's with it with computers. Like he's he's, he's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's got it. Um, but uh, I think. It was it was a little I, I don't know this is not a big deal but like the the end scene where um he brings Bloodshot back uh, and Bloodshot remembers Bloodshot. him um he's like dressed like super nice and he's got he's wearing like jewelry like he's got like necklaces and a whole bunch of rings on and I'm like that you was look weird. like a completely different person what are you trying to tell me that movie? was weird um I mean you know the the girls wardrobe was you know the wardrobe that a, a girl would wear in, a, in an action movie but she had like a bikini top on with like a like a, a a white tee a tank over it yeah like she was at the beach yeah like did they just pull her oh isa we need you back for some reshoots she's like oh, i'm in malibu just come on down yeah we're on, we're on the pch like yeah and like her shirt was like a little short she was barely cut co- but it wasn't bit. like a costume you know what yeah I mean? other times they had all this stuff oh was her thing that t- was that a tattoo yeah, she had some sort of tattoo on her arm. But that wasn't important to her. It's confusing because she has a, a chest like implant yes. that is sort that of allows like her to breathe. Iron Man-esque or whatever. Yeah, yes. that allows her to breathe. So we already are, you know, interrupting. She has an element yes. you know, on her torso. Yes. Then let's give her a cool tattoo. Too much. Too busy. Yeah. When you look in the mirror, spin around. Yep. Take, <laughs> take that tattoo the... off. Yeah, right. It caught your eye. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, get the knife. Um <laughs> Yeah, the techie guy was great. The bad guy techie guy was great too. Yeah, I don't know that actor, but the the, the Desi kid who was like, uh, "I'm gonna do this, boss." <laughs> He's yeah, like, oh. and the, his, this is the big thing where they try to go, "Ha, huh, you caught us!" But here's our get out of jail free card. Uh-huh. The fact that you see elements from T two in this, that you see elements from the Matrix in this, the fact that the uh, bad guys um, have a building that looks like Avengers Tower. Yeah. All these dumb things. Yes. Turns out the whole first half of the movie was written by this kid. You're like, you've seen too many movies. Stop putting all this hackneyed yes. stuff in your simula- yeah. simulation. Right. Right. Jeff Wadlow, <laughs> one of the screenwriters of the film. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. Um, it's a real soup sandwich. <laughs> Um, I mean, I thought it was it parts of it were entertaining, you know. <laughs> I guess. Um, but you just, it, it's just the Vin Diesel thing. I've no, I don't haven't really seen the Fast and Furious movies, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like them because there's not a whole lot of heroes can't be defeated. No, they can't die. Right, exactly. They'll never, they'll never be beaten. No, they'll always save Gwen Stacy. They'll always kick the living shit out yes. of the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. He's like real strong. <laughs> like even before they put any junk in him, he's like shoving guys' heads through walls and stuff. And I he's know. Just, I know. He's uh, he's indestructible. Yeah, he is. Watch out, David Byrne. 
He's a real live wire. So all this got started with <laughs> all this got started with you trying to bring up the truck that he was driving. He's driving yes. a truck to stop this convoy. Yes. He flips the truck. It's a yep. real T two moment. Yep. Stuff comes out of the truck, and yes. I guess I'll have to watch the movie again. But I swear that it flowed like liquid when it initially came out, and then later they switch all the lights in the tunnel to blue. To mm-hmm. in movie speak, it's cold. Yep. And there's snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that it's not snow because the guy goes, flower. I know. And right? tells us it's flower. Then there's a conspicuous move towards an insert where we're looking at the tanker side of the tanker and, and it says, says flower. Which landed right side up somehow. This thing flipped. I know. It says flower. So we know it's flower. Why is it important? It's flower. I got no clue. I have nothing. I, I don't know. He, it, you know what it reminds me of is when the guy goes salt in Star Wars. Well, because so, I, I did that. But yeah, but. The only thing so. I can think of is that they don't ever paint uh, Vin white in this. Right. And if I was Vin Diesel, and I don't, what is Vin Diesel? I don't even know. I have no idea. I You know what? I'm going to look it up. Okay. All right. You do it. Um, I know he has the same birthday. He says me. that he is of ambiguous ethnicity. I'll say. Oh, he's never met his biological father. All right. All right. He was raised in New York City by his white American mother and his African-American stepfather. Okay. So, still not black. No. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Halle Berry's like, we look over to Halle Berry. She's like, head shaking. <laughs> no, like, not, a, not a drop. Sorry. 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 Uh, but anyway, um, but he didn't want to be painted white. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the movie, there's a scene where they're using CGI and he looks sort of pale-ish, yes. but not like full-on bloodshot. Right. All I could think of was that like, if he gets covered, it's like um, we just it's like hard-boiled, right? They're fighting in the tea house, oh, and he gets yeah. covered in flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's all white. Yeah. All I could think of is they were setting something like up that up, and Vin's like, I don't want to do it. So- well, Vin, we're just gonna put a little little on your face, and then the CGI the rest. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be white. Yeah. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just setting up this thing where. He's going to look white like in the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Either he comes out of a cloud or he uh, arm bars somebody and takes him down. And he jumps up again and he's, he's just covered in, in white and it just his chest is glowing. There's right. a trailer shot. That's yeah. bloodshot. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Nope, didn't happen. Yeah. I, Never I happened. don't know. I don't know. I think maybe you're right that they had that idea and maybe it was just like Vin saying, no, I don't want to do it. But. Wouldn't you, as the director, be like, Vin, this is the whole point. We really need you to do this, baby. Vin, baby, please. Please, You can't baby, tell baby, please. Vin what to do. I okay. read a um, Hollywood Reporter uh, article that was supposed to be an interview with Vin Diesel about the film. And instead, yeah. you know, don't screw over the Hollywood Reporter's son. Uh-oh. Because instead, he just wrote an article about how he got stood up for his interview with Vin Diesel. Uh-oh. And that was the interview. <laughs> oh, <was> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he described wow. the press junket and he also and he t- tried to cover his ass it was like it was the most polite ass kicking that anybody's ever gotten in the trade magazines but he basically said like I don't I don't report off the record stuff and I don't report rumor but I will report things I overhear and so he spent a lot of time listening to like Vin's team run around trying to find and wrangle Vin and he like just copied all that stuff oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. wow great yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, bad news. Um, I wonder why he didn't show up to that. That's too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, any, I mean, can you s- sacrifice any 
Frankenstein connections out of this? Um, well, <laughs> he's kind of a Frankenstein. Kind of. I mean, they they work on. I mean, you think about it, like Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. Like he didn't have any say in what Frankenstein did to him. Um, and he was just kind of brought back to life. And so I guess he's similarly. I think somebody he, calls him a Frankenstein. He, I think so, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but he is brought back to life. It, he is like a, a Frankenstein's monster. Um, I guess, but yeah. nobody ever questions whether he's human or not. There's the the usual um, uh, sort of dithering over, you know, we own, we own you because we brought you back to life. And those things are, you know, everybody that we helped, we you, you belong to us now. Yeah, and like Guy Pierce, even to like kind of drive that home, he has some sort of controls on his his uh, arm, the his mechanical arm, and seems he, like it's a problem. Yeah, it's a real problem. Yeah, he can shut her breathing off. Yes, and she can't breathe anymore. Yes, I don't understand. I know how this works. I don't either. Well, whatever. Does she like? Does she have to close it when she drinks? I guess that's, that's a, a good question. A I don't tube. know. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. And so that's a big problem. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, well, you're going to have to die. Boop, boop, boop. She's like, that doesn't work anymore. Oh, the tension. I know. Oh, the tension. You can cut it with a knife. I know. And it's like, why doesn't it work anymore? (laughs) We didn't see it. Or uh, Wiggy, Wiggy, Wilfred Wiggins reprogrammed it off screen. But what if it was a situation where he had to wrestle bloodshot so he could... Because she's about to die. Yeah. Russell faster. She's turning blue. Right. No. I know. Like, they're never really in danger. No. There's, um, a, there's a thing at the end where the um, the Indian guy is trying to hack, and then Wilfred yes. Wiggins is trying to hack, and they're both hacking, like like a NCIS scene. Yes. And it's like tappa, 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 tappa. Yeah. We would have killed for tappa, tappa in my day. Uh. <laughs> and then one of them tappa, tappa is the most, and he wins, and it's like, that's not a good scene no <laughs> no it's not and then like what if remember when the elevators are going all crazy up and down what if they the the tappa tappas <laughs> we would have killed the tappa tappa uh, uh what if the tappa tappas were controlling the elevators yeah so it's like that when they kick vin diesel off the thing first of all they kick vin diesel off one of the elevators like watch him survive that and it's a back to the future moment because he comes back up and he's on the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. The future. Yeah. Um, so you're like, well, I guess we we'll to find out. No. Um, in the final part of the final fight, they fall like 40 stories and Vin Diesel's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He turns into a cloud of nanites, but he's but he's fine. Yeah. He's so fine. what if they're fighting and it's like he's going to throw him off and then like Wiggins is like, not today, brother. And he hits enter and we don't know what it is, but they throw him off and it's like, Woo! And he's like, OK, Wiggins, stop the elevator. Make it yeah, go back down. I got to get back to the fight. And it's like, oh, sorry. And then. Ooh, he stops it. He's like, whoa. And he gets thrown off of it a little bit. And then like, come on, Desi kid, get the, get me back up there. Right. I've got four arms. Right. Just, you know, anything. It would have added to the tension. It would have given it character. Yeah, it would Instead, have. it was all just set piece. It was, it was just like, then they're going to fight some. Yeah. On elevators. Yeah. Well, like that. Then that... Guy Pierce's big solution to this thing that he created. Yes. He created it. Yes. He's evil. Yes. And he was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I won't go too far into it, but I like the fact that good, when we think he's good and when you think he's evil, he's basically the same character mm-hmm. because he's just doesn't care. He's just kind of self-serving. Right. He's, he's putting the um, warmth. He's turning that up a little bit and he makes fun of that when they're going to put him back in. And he's like, do I do the tennis thing? Yes, again? And he's kind of having yes. a little fun with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but his actions are basically like, I'm doing this because 
I love money and being in control of this. And I also like science. You yeah. Know, so screw you. But his big solution is shoot it with a grenade. He doesn't have a thing in his arm that turns off the nanites. He doesn't have a special anti-nanite yeah, grenade. I think that's a really his good whole point. solution is blow it up. Yeah. And he should know that that's not going to work. It might not work yeah. to blow it up. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking like another thing, uh, just just one other thought. Um, when uh, Vin Diesel wakes up the last time and like Wiggins is like controlling or KT is controlling the simulation. And so they're trying to fix it. And that's when they're doing the tapa tapa. Uh, and like he he sits up and there's like this window down into the bed that Vin Diesel is on to recharge on. Right. And um, you thought he was coming the bad window. tech guy sees him and he's like, "Uh Oh, that's not good. And he's like, Oh my God. And like, he's freaking out. So you think he's going to go after him. But we never see that guy ever again. Well, but to it's be fair, done. to be fair, oh, maybe he would have seen him walking around the facility, but you know, to be fair, he, he doesn't have any beef with that guy. Even though that guy True. is directly responsible, is he's responsible for the bad '80s movie reality that he's been living through. Right, right. You're right. There should have been something there too. Right. But then you gotta give that kid a bigger part, and the movie just doesn't take him seriously. It doesn't take any of this. No, it doesn't. And maybe that's kind of the problem. Do you know that she does an underwater cotter, and they try to make some kind of joke where he's rhyming cotta and water. I was just like, well, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. An underwater cotter. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. I don't know. And she gives him the like the little coin or whatever. The challenge coin. Yeah. Yeah, which was like, I guess that I thought that that was maybe a prop that they had given to her. You know, mm-hmm. so like, <laughs> and here's some more confusion. So she pulls out these grenades. To blow up the servers or whatever. And they're leaking red gas. And we just got done watching Apocalypse Now a while ago. And you're like, what's the color gas? Yeah. Like, it's just colored smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just colored smoke. Yeah. Except these weren't just colored smoke. No. <laughs> After I get done telling you, apparently that was a blow up smoke somehow. Yes. And then as she's leaving to ignite that, she throws a coin-shaped detonator, which is like, that's some brand confusion. I thought yes. she was throwing the coin like... F you, I'm done with your dumb props and your little goofy games. I see. That would have been poetic. No, but instead she throws an unrelated coin-shaped item. Yes. And she keeps the coin because I guess that was a real coin that she had when she was a a, a, a Uh, commando or whatever she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so right, I'm guessing the other three like actually remember their lives and he's like the only one. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Never mind. Here you go. What if they all had were simulated? Yeah. Sure. So what if like she didn't actually lose her her lungs or whatever that way or or um we just never I thought Outlander guy was good, but yeah, which he has no character. He just like sticking no, gum he, on things. He was just gross because He's of the totally gum gross. thing. After a while, do you think that was just him? Because I can't I imagine think it was. this movie has no. I can't imagine whoever directed or wrote this could ever imagine character to that degree. But he was just like gooey and gross, mm-hmm. and he always looks like he's you know sweaty. He's just like just got out of the gym. He hasn't taken a shower, and then he's just disrespectful. He's putting gum on stuff, and then later he's just like actively like. I just expected him to like take his pants off and shit on the floor or something like <laughs> no. that. Like he spits his gum out yes. and then he's like ready to fight and he like does the farmer's blow. Yes. Like, this guy's disgusting. He's really gross. I think that was all him. They never let him into a pasta prison. No. <laughs>
Well, there you go. You know, it's not a fun game anymore. Uh, the the I think I know what you're talking about. This, the this, superhero. Who's been in a superhero movie game? Yeah. Because this is this movie is actually the second comic book role for Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. for uh, Guy Pierce, mm-hmm. for Isa Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. If you count her, um, she was the blade leg lady in uh, Battle Angel Alita. Sure. Um, Sam Hewen uh, was the voice of somebody in. Lego DC. I'm not sure which one. Okay. And um, Tallulah Riley was in um, Thor. She was one of the Asgardians or whatever in Thor. Sure. So all of these people have already been in comic book films. Yes. Yes. You're, you're right. It's not fun anymore because a lot of people have been in. And Toby some... Cabell was in uh, Fantastic Four. He was Doctor Doom. Okay. There you go. So it's uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting close. I don't know how you measure peak superhero but we're real close we are very close to peak superhero well we are close to the end of this show so follow us on social media and facebook and twitter and instagram to get more of just enough trope and also go to the listening platform of your choice on the internet and follow us and rate and review the show because we appreciate it that is how we uh get by that's our Forget the yuan. That's our currency. Yes. It's social currency. Yes. Or something. That's how those services like iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, and whatnot know we're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. So uh, give us five truckloads of flour. (laughs) It's a lot of flour. Did you know? Hmm. Do you know what a silo explosion is? Every well, once in a while, it's a it's like a grain silo. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Every once in a while, one of those will randomly explode. Okay. The reason being is that flour is an organic material, mm-hmm. and as such, it's flammable. But flour is so tightly packed, like it's unlikely that you, there's not flame needs oxygen, right? Sure. So if you drop a f- match in a pile of flour, probably fine, goes out. Mm-hmm. If you, for instance, aerosolized a bunch of flour and put it in an enclosed space mm-hmm. where it couldn't disperse. Yeah. Green silo explosion. explosion. Yeah. Don't do this, but sprinkle a little uh, flour over your uh, open range while it's on. Oh, boy. Next time you're in the kitchen. Oh, boy. You'll see what I mean. Sure. So here we are. We're in a tunnel under the mountains in Italy. Mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel overturns a flour truck inside this thing. Yep. And the whole time I'm like... When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Uh-huh. Never happened. No. Because the movie's too dumb to know that that's a thing. Yeah. That was more dangerous than any of the bullets or grenades or anything they were doing. Mm-hmm. Having this enclosed space full of flour right. was incredibly dangerous. And nothing ever came out of it. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. That's the movie. I, I just... It never really panned out why it had to be a flower truck. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it should have. So Anyways. if you didn't want to hear us talk about that again, give us five stars. Instead, we'd appreciate it. Yes. Like stars on a walk of fame. <laughs> he doesn't have a star yet, but when, when is he going to get one? I don't think so. Uh, good question. I don't know. What, how old is he? He's older than you think. I think he's yeah. pushing 50. I wouldn't be surprised. I want to see his, his next boiler room. Okay. What if he gets hurt doing one of these things and he can't work out for a while and he's like, Maybe I'll try doing some acting. <laughs> I just sound like D- D- Dustin Hoffman character who's had a stroke. Oh, my God. I'm going to work on it. Uh, even though I never want to watch a Vin Diesel movie again. Yeah, no. Give us five stars. We'd appreciate it. And that's it. We'll be back next week. To talk about something else. I'm guessing it's going to be related to Westworld and HBO. yeah. Uh, but we'll see. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep looking.
Five burning. 